My name is Nick, and joining me today are David and Charlie. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of Four Seasons in a Funeral. Today, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 19 of Fringe, Lysergic Acid Diethylamide. The show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a fractured fifth season, just like this intro. Why? Hi, I'm David. <laughs> hey, I'm Charlie. <laughs> Beautiful. I was like, my god, he went off script without going off script. I honestly thought he just cut out and that we were just yeah. scaring the last part. I, I was did like, have oh man, too. I hope the recording catches that. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that I had you both confused there. It, the 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 <laughs> silence that there was was great. <laughs> I had like a physical reaction to that, where I like looked around, like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> Did I block hey, out? It's episode 19. I had to, I had to mix it up without like fully mixing it up, though. And hey, man, okay. what in episode 19? <laughs> <laughs> we told you it was good. Oh, oh man, this is a weird fucking episode. <laughs> this, this episode's awesome. It's not quite season two, episode 19, but it's pretty fucking awesome. Do you uh, ever see shit like this and go, did they think about making a fringe video game at some point? They did. They were oh, planning yeah. a fringe video game. Okay. Yeah, they were. I don't think it got off of um, the initial planning, though, planning stage. Uh, that's fair. I imagine fringe if could have had a full fucking like universe of everything, but well, Telltale would have done that's very what I'm well saying. with fringe. Like that's what the graphics yes. in this episode reminded me of a lot of was Telltale. Like, yeah, could fully imagine a Telltale game in. What, what if we uh, What if we tried graphics. to sell Telltale Fringe but now? Telltale is barely alive. Doing... Yeah, they like <laughs> they never updated their engine. They never updated their production well, they went, workflow. They went bankrupt. Telltale doesn't exist. Telltale's rights got bought out by a different company that is using the shell of Telltale to still keep their licenses and games in stores. Like, Telltale doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that anymore. sounds about right. <laughs> huh. There's actually a really interesting um, documentary series on YouTube by Noclip. They do um, video game oh, documentaries. Yeah. There's yeah, a really yeah. interesting one about Telltale where they go into it and apparently, like, literally the day that they ran out of money like the bosses called everyone in and be like yep we're bankrupt pack your things we're done oh boy <laughs> like day of yikes there that are no there are no God. packages there's no no pensions no nothing we have no money like oh that's brutal yep can't even sue us for hey. this because we don't have money to get yeah there is god you know the awesome things where when companies declare bankruptcy, they can just, like, take away, like, employees' pensions and things, and how illegal that feels? <laughs> it's, god. <laughs> it's just, the thing that bothers me is that you need, you should have to, like, disclose to your employees well in advance that this might happen. Like, I feel like keeping the employees in the dark is the most shitty part, because that doesn't give them any time to prep to, like, find a new job, because <laughs> they're, they're just so... jobless. So, so, so my response is, um, unless you are able to, I, I, I fully believe that the employees should also be on the bankruptcy, bankruptcy claims of, hey, look, you had liabilities towards us. Uh, you need to pay those. Um, yeah. Instead of, oops, we can use your funds to help pay off all of our debts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it seems so illegal. But uh, enough about we're... late stage capitalism. What have you guys been up to? This I got week? a puppy. Ooh, the puppy's finally arrived. One puppy came in and one puppy left, maybe. 
<laughs> the net puppy the net puppies within this podcast is still one there was uh, a brief overlap where there was two because we got her on a thursday but who knows the scales are tipping one way or the other i have i have five dollars in the puppies <laughs> rating going back up to two she's adorable and very lovely and is getting very good she's very good on her sit mm-hmm. and she's very cute smells like puppy is getting along fairly well with one of the cats like i said they're in the same room one of the, the cat is sleeping and the puppy is just like not caring so we're like cat feels fine enough to sleep in the same room as the dog we must be doing something right so or yeah it's, nice. it, this but is your only... other cat is the more skittish one regard like yeah so. well the other one the the grumpy one all the time i don't know why i'm hiding this cricket um, <laughs> thank you we have yeah, man, names you can't, you can't dox your cats that's not cool <laughs> I have I I have my pet's consent to release their name. Cricket I asked. <laughs> Cricket's still not like sure and she's mm-hmm. starting to come down the stairs here cuz we got a baby gate on stuff. Right. But Junebug's like it's a dog. Yeah, I'm just going to chill for a bit. See what's what. Mm-hmm. I'll hiss if she gets too close, but other than that, I'm like, "Yay, progress." <laughs> nice. That's good. Oh, by the way, if you want some puppy pads, Dudley, I have a couple. Uh, we got like 10 we we're not really using them though like we're trying to get her like if you have to go outside i i also have puppy pads if you want puppy pads but charlie i i don't like we we literally never used any of so i have like 20 okay maybe we have one in his in his crate to start we've yeah we have one at the bottom of her crate just in case but Mm -hmm. we we haven't used any yet so yeah but also i don't want Reminds me. <laughs> Just start pissing in the corner of your room. <laughs> Talking about puppy ah, pads classic. reminds me of um one of our our friend who's a carpenter. The uh um, ah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh one of the apartments she rented while she was still uh in town. The people there were like the worst pet owners I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I don't want to yeah. talk about them. They just make me they just make me angry. And uh. they just had a puppy pad like at the front door that the puppy would shit and piss on. And Those were like, the ones who lived in, it. like, the south of down or north yes. of downtown? Yeah, 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 there. Yeah. They were, like, Yeah, no, the I, just, worst. I don't want to talk about them. They just and sound they like were the worst people in existence. Absolute messes and did not take care of themselves. And I'm just like, uh. Or their animals. Uh, and they had, like, three animals. And I'm like, oh, God, why? What have you been up yep. to, David, other than... Well, I know what you've been up to, but, like, vent your space. Um, uh, I'm doing it to myself though, so I don't feel like I deserve to vent. I've been playing Yell a lot of your bad teammates. I've been playing a lot of solo queue comp Overwatch, and it's not been going good. <laughs> it's but not David, been didn't going you have well. so much fun playing Overwatch with a group of us yesterday? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? Isn't oh. competitive just the same? If if people could <laughs> fucking aim. <laughs> People could fucking aim and not overextend and just... Well, they wouldn't be at this SR if they knew how to play the fucking game, so whatever. But what are you doing uh, at that SR, David? It's a solo queue support! I don't know what to do! Be, be better. Play play one that, like, you know, could change the tides of a match, damn it. I'm I playing believe, I believe Moira. The term is I'm get getting it. four gold medals. I'm literally <laughs> like gold elims. Fucking, I don't know what more I could be doing aside from like I don't know being a god. Salt, and that's the only way. 
I don't know. No, I want to do it. Oh, I think he does cue with salt a lot of I've only... Oh. (laughs) I want (laughs) to do it solo. I want to just try to climb solo. It's just hurting my soul. We'll see how long I can keep this up. Also, the one other person that we've been playing with who, like, just just started playing recently, um, they've gotten way better, eh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have four people shouting at you what to do, (laughs) I would hope you eventually pick it up. I mean, it worked for Nick. Yeah, like you're you're a decent tank player, I would say now. Like you you uh you've gotten over a lot of your bad habits that you had when you first started the game through us just yelling mean? at you. What do you mean? Shatter and turn around is the right way to do it. Uh... I love how it's turn around and not walk backwards. <laughs> oh man, I remember when you first started playing, and Nick, you would like hold your shield up, and then you'd, you'd say, "Okay, now, now back out, back out," and you would turn fully around and walk away <laughs> with your shield still up. And like, no, just, just put your shield down. Just run away. What are you doing? <laughs> just turning your back to four DPS and just walking no, no. away. Did it out, but David, David, it's important to note that that way I'm still shielding you guys from the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then you die right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one soul hurting event to I guess another soul hurting event. Wait, we didn't What's get the Nick's, TV guide. We didn't for get this a we didn't get Nick's update for the week. Oh yeah, sorry, Nick. What's your update for the week? Um, my update for the week is uh, that well, I've, I've been continuing to do master's research. I've talked with my prof, and we've hopefully figured out a way that I don't have to have all of this done by July 9th Um, so that's that's all good. Um, and still being able to present this semester, but worst case, I present next semester because this is not getting done by July 9th. Uh, Jeez. What, you're saying you oh, can't it... do this in, what, 13 days? <laughs> um, surprisingly, when you take care of a puppy for over two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> a uh, brand you new puppy. Two weeks of research. You, you mean a brand new puppy doesn't speed up your research? Shockingly, I'm brim- no. I'm brimming with energy right now. I'm, I'm so full of energy, I may fall asleep midway through this recording. <laughs> exactly, Charlie. I'm, I'm, glad now, we're all, if had... I'm glad we're all very tired, but for different reasons. Hey, do you oh, guys dude, remember I slept, my... I slept till like one today. It was great. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> you guys remember my like my vow of one cup of coffee a day so I didn't get caffeine migraines? Yeah, that's, that's about to go out the window. Dude, nice. when, I, when I'm when i in the office, I drink coffee like a fucking madman. Like, oh, do they have like, free coffee at the office for you? Yeah, David? I have like a cup yeah. every 30 minutes. That that's is, real that, bad. That is the side of an office that's trying to be nice to their employees, but also doing the minimum amount, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I also don't understand office places that A, can afford multiple employees, but not afford free coffee. Coffee is super cheap by Cup, I mean, a Keurig's, Keurig's expensive. You even just get them like a drip coffee maker and just buy like some like Kirkland but coffee. From my point of view, if you employee that costs like say like even on the low end like fifty k a year, mm-hmm. you can afford a two hundred dollar coffee maker. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the those costs are so disproportionate. I struggle to understand why you say you can't afford free coffee I don't... for employees think i've ever worked at a place that didn't have like free coffee thinking oh, about I... it uh, really oh you worked for the government um, i worked for the government once and i also worked for a startup once uh i the would think a startup would have part. yeah i think a startup would have tons of free weird stuff 
I can understand so, the government so, one because so, that goes on public payroll and they're very stingy what they can. can yeah. They gave me free food, though, which was excellent. Um, I, I feel that's because like... I was working for Ag Canada. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we grew this yesterday. Eat it. Eat our grown food. <laughs> I worked like for Ag Canada during corn. Canada 150, which meant that once a month there was a like, hey, let's celebrate the foods of this province or this territory. And there was one that was just <laughs> potatoes. And that was it. It was great. It was like, look at all these different ways we could have potatoes. And I was like, oh, cool. So like, this is super unhealthy, but also delicious. Mm, <laughs> you can have carbs. Them. You can have them mashed, you can have them boiled, you can have them scallop. <laughs> For our, our mutual friend that's listening, scallop. For our carpenter friend, you mean. Our carpenter friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she but wouldn't anyways. get mad at that because it is pronounced scallop potatoes. It's the other food yeah. that is also pronounced scallop. <laughs> they, they are. It is scallops. Anyways, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about fringe now. It's been, it's been a while. Uh... So, the TV guide for this episode reads, The team goes to extremes when time is running out to get William Bell's consciousness out of Olivia's body. Ooh. Oh boy, do they Hey, they choose a non-creepy way of saying this. (laughs) (laughs) If I was writing this TV guide, it would be, The team goes to extremes when time is running out to get William Bell out of Olivia. The consciousness (laughs) there is really pulling the weight of making this not creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Remove that word, and then the rest of this isn't the rest of the sentence isn't okay anymore. I mean the the episode itself has a line like this, and it's still creepy because he uses the word inhabiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh, so uh, we kind of pick up this episode right where we left off. Uh, they're trying to shove William Bell's consciousness into another body, which is a form of a brain dead patient. Yep. That they managed to get oh, from yeah. the science department. Walter is testing how William Bell's consciousness is doing by having him guess show tune, which isn't effective because apparently William Bell does not know that many. <laughs> also, William Bell's been living in a different universe for a while. Uh, who knows what show tunes are over and there? He's like, he's like, oh, yes, that's um, Pollicle Dog from the hit show <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love dogs. I went to go see it every weekend. Oh no! Did we did we go over the fact that in the original poems there is a term for dogs the same as there is like? Um, I don't think we did when we talked about this last. Yeah, because I I looked it up shortly thereafter because I'm like it, there has to be a a dog version, mm-hmm. and there is, and it's like it's like pollicle or something like that. It it's I'm nonsense. Good without knowing Those... it. It's it's Paul, all nonsense. Pollicle, pollicle dogs. Oh my gosh, it's weird nonsense. And the movie was a mistake. And I blame the movie for everything that happened in the year 2020. <laughs> but a terrible din <laughs> is what pollicles like for your pollicle dog is a dour Yorkshire. Oh. Well, hey, but like, do, do you know how hard it was for him to get tickets to go see Burr? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Pollicle Dogs was a corruption of poor little dogs, so he doesn't like Angelical oh. Cat is a corruption of dear little cats. I don't know Wait, where the Wait, how does that become Jellicle? I don't know. Angelical? Oh, Angelical. Angelic. I could see that. I could see that line of thinking. But um, a Burr musical wouldn't actually be too bad, because that'd be fun. 
I want to see In the Heights, but I'm still too scared to go to movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wait. Yeah, just wait for just wait for shot number two, David. Shot number two is coming soon. I'm excited for that. Hey. Pfizer, Pfizer, gang. not even TM. Yeah. No, soon I have it on the calendar. I'm excited. Exactly. I already um, got mine. Y'all are nerds. <laughs> I don't know how you got your second shot faster than us. I'm, I have a sister uh, who is obsessed with getting people vaccination appointments. Anyways, guys. guys. Episode. Yeah, so uh, the gang is trying to... Get, they're testing to try to get William Bell's body into the uh, brain-dead person. They're doing a whole bunch of tests. They do like a big thing where all the electricity like surges. And then Olivia gets back up and is like, nope, didn't work. I'm still here. You're forgetting the yep. best part of that scene where Walter goes, Astro, we're ready. And she goes, I'll sit over here, Wally. <laughs> and everyone kind of looks at her like, what was that, Sass? <laughs> Good for hey. Astrid. She's firing back. <laughs> exactly. Astrid has finally gotten sick of this bullshit. It's only been three fucking seasons. <laughs> Seriously? But, but then... yeah, test doesn't work. Uh, yeah and they've got to move on to new things and um peter is not pleased with it um he just wants he just wants uh william bell out of his girlfriend at this point. Yep. so um, he could be in his girlfriend at this point <laughs> <laughs> but there uh william bell goes to make like a cup of tea uh peter goes to talk to him and they're like hey you said if you didn't like manage to get a body in 48 hours you would just leave and bell's like what do you want me to do just die then and Peter's like, oh, fuck. Um, well, no. That sounds no, like a load but... of your problem. <laughs> and then well, no. um, Peter's, well, response, a... Peter's response is very much a shrug from that. Like, well, Peter's response is like, I didn't think about that. Just get out of her body. Come on. You figure it out, nerd. <laughs> yeah, you're so um... smart. Why don't you figure it out for yourself, Mr. Brains? And you're like, oh, Peter is from Boston. <laughs> Let me go what do you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a weird power surge that causes some lights to go out, and Olivia's back in her body. She's panicking. She's like, "Oh no, Peter, help me!" And then she goes into a seizure, and uh, Peter freaks out, grabs her, um, and then calls Astrid to like call the ambulance. And we cut to them bursting through an emergency room. Um, the doctors are trying their best. They're like, hey, she's not reacting to our initial, like, uh, drug. Okay, uh, do this, do that. Uh, Walter's, Walter's starting to interrupt. And he's like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. It, it'll, it'll kill her. It'll kill her. If William Bell's consciousness Walter. has affected Olivia's uh, physiology, like, then what they're doing to her will kill her because, you know, he's anemic and old. <laughs> Walter, Walter is backseating medical Just like, you know, <laughs> like what you should be doing at a I hospital. Mean, Walter <laughs> is a medical professional, though. So at what point is it backseating? At what point is it a consultation? Charlie, it is automatically backseating because these are the people that are treating Olivia. It it's doesn't matter if Walter is. It doesn't matter if Walter is more knowledgeable than them. He's still backseating. <laughs> Unless they ask him specifically for help, it's backseating. Yes, Walter uh, is no. Twitch chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter and Walter seem to have a small discussion about what to do, and then as they're about to shock Olivia, uh, Belle takes back over and is like, whoa, don't shock me. I already got shocked once. Shock me again, I'll die. <laughs> I'll kill both of us. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, another shock would kill me. And the woman whose body I'm currently inhabiting. And you're like, that's not, no, that's not how you <laughs> that's phrase so that. That's so not okay. 
<laughs> and then what we don't see is the FBI showing up after the French team has left, getting everyone to sign documents. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, standard non-disclosure act. We will charge you as a patriot for, with the Patriot Act, blah, blah, blah. In fact, you're getting charged with the Patriot Act right now. <laughs> if you sign this, you're a terrorist. If you don't sign it, you're an ultra-terrorist. <laughs> That's the official designation. <laughs> Listen, we've already decided you're a terrorist, but if you sign this, then you're a terrorist with compliance. Well, that's what I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they do in Boy Season 2. They try to, they're like, oh, what about like mega terrorist something? And someone's like, what about super villain? And they're like, no, 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 we don't do super villain. It has to have terrorist in the name. <laughs> well, they settle on super terrorist, but then uh, Homelander's like, no, super villain. <laughs> Which super villain does sound way better than super terrorist. <laughs> But I just love that how they put that into the show of PR people being like, what sounds scarier, super villain or super terrorist? Well, also, they, even, they even have like a, a control group to like, they do a, a focus test group. group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what, what do you think of when you hear super terrorist? I feel scared. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, back we... at the lab. Enough no, about the boys. The hospital. We're we're three seasons away from being able to do the boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so back in the uh, back in the hospital, uh, Broyles is now talking with uh, William Bell inside Olivia, um, and uh, they are having the discussion of William Bell being like, "Hey, all of my science was perfect. Last time I did soul magnets, like thirty years ago, the rats lived like two weeks." Uh, Before you know, no the issues. original consciousnesses were lost, and everyone's like, "Wait, what?" What do you mean by that? <laughs> it's like, well, you see, eventually, uh, the rats that had their consciousness took it over, uh, yeah, they, they stayed there forever. And the original consciousness died. Oops. Oops. And so Burrells is like, get the fuck out of my agent. We had a deal, 48 hours, get the fuck out of Olivia. And he's like, not that simple. She may just die anyways. So she may just die anyways want- at this point. <laughs> yep. If you want me to fix this, probably should be fixed in the next day or so. Uh, you got to get me out of this hospital bit. Yeah. <laughs> Back to and also, also, I need to go hit on Astrid some more. <laughs> Surprisingly, that doesn't happen this episode, which I was... Uh, I guess it's too much plot to do creepy... Mildly, mildly surprised, but uh, like pleased with David. <laughs> um... They head back to the lab, and after some discussion, they figure out that they need to go into Olivia's mind in order to guide her out of her conscious subconsciousness and to the conscious world. Which this is just Inception, right? Like this is this is, this is just straight up more Inception. fun Inception because they're like, oh man, how do we get our brainwaves to match hers? Oh, you know what? We'll just do a bunch of LSD. <laughs> Well, Peter, well, they're discussing this and they're like, Peter's like, okay, but how are we going to like connect, connect to her consciousness? And um, Walter's like, well, we did this, you know, previously with Olivia and John Scott, where we uh, connected their brainwaves together. And Peter's like, yeah, but didn't you have to like inject her full of drugs? And Walter's like, ah, that's what we were missing. Drugs. Great idea, Peter. So they dose up some sugar cubes and um, William, Walter and Peter all take a nice fun trip (laughs) (laughs) and only those three right those are the only people that take a trip yeah just those three currently i need to i need to bring to everyone's attention they do dose a whole tray of sugar cubes for some fucking reason (laughs) listen walter 
Walter yeah. knew he could get LSD off the FBI for real cheap. And he was I'm like, I'll also... just save some of these later. I He mentions earlier making his own batch of LSD in like earlier seasons. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he just had these sugar cubes in the fridge ready to go. <laughs> he just has them always hidden under like in a filing cabinet somewhere. And he's like, ah, good thing I still have these. <laughs> Perfect. But it's, Let's, uh... <laughs> but it's great because right after Peter takes his sugar cube, Broyles comes in and is like, what the fuck is going on? And Peter's like, he's bald. It's so shiny. He must be an observer. <laughs> and goes to like touch Broyles' head. Uh, and Astrid goes, oh, okay, it's working. Come here, Peter. <laughs> the look All right, on... Peter, with me. Let's, let's not get you fired by your boss. <laughs> the look on Broyles' face is just like, goddamn fringe division. God damn it, why do I keep these people employed? What have they done for me recently? Yeah, Bros is like, lots of drugs, and Astrid is like, lots of lots of drugs. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry about it, this is probably the solution. I do love how Fringe's solution to most psychological problems is just drugs. That'll fix it. It's basically those all those weird projects the uh, CIA did in the 70s, but like, what if it worked? <laughs> That is basically what all of this is. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's how this Yeah. Yeah. But hey, the, we quickly incept into Olivia's mind and, oh, look, they pop up in New York City. And... Oh, we missed, we missed one thing is the uh, team decides that they're going to upload William Bell's mind to a computer system. Mm. Uh, William Bell Which... actually suggests, like, okay, we can't find a body that's working. We tried. Um, I did a... Uh, like a project before about trying to upload people's minds to computers. We should still have those files. I think that's our best shot. Like, that's our best shot at this point. Yep. And hey, 2011, I'm sure the computers are just fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, it worked for that dude in Avengers or Captain yeah, America. Yeah, he was on he was fucking on... tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zola managed to do it on tape, so come on, guys. Listen, that's fiction. This is fiction. Easy. <laughs> it's the same fiction. <laughs> Fringe is actually part of the MCU somehow. And then they're owned by Fox. Yeah, I guess. Which is I guess owned by Disney. Disney would own the rights to Fringe now after they bought the rights to all of Fox's TV show studios. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Hey, Disney. You could you could revive this show and make it part of the MCU. I'm just saying. You could make it the part of a lot of different things. You could reboot it, and I would hate will. every minute of it. But like that option is. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Imagine I would, a fringe I... reboot now. Oh my god, who could they? Who could they get back for the fringe reboot? Because I okay. don't. No, 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 no recurring characters outside of like Broyles making a guest appearance. Who is the new cast of Fringe? Oh, the new cast. Who is Olivia Dunham? <laughs> Wait, in... they're recasting. Well, no, 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 no. We're, 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 no, no, no. We're picking new things. This is like, you know, this is, this is like, hey, we've, we've traveled like a bunch of years into the future. This is the new. Yeah, like I assume, <laughs> okay, okay. like Broyles is still like cameo. Like now he's like the head of the FBI or something, <laughs> and okay. he shows he pops up to in like... for like the pilot and everything. Yeah, like in yeah. Uh, Agents of Shield, where Fury was in the first episode. <laughs> okay, like, okay, like that kind um, of. Well, thing. no, Charlie, Charlie. This, this is what I'm expecting. It's going to be. Um, I'm sending you a message about it right now. Uh, <laughs> I assume this is spoilers for the later seasons. Oh, um, yeah. very much so. Oh, yeah. No. But, like, Charlie, do you <laughs> agree with that? That's when it would be set? It's, it's oh, for... that would be so cool, actually. That, would be, that would be really, really cool. Uh, hey, just, Disney, it's... hack into my Discord DMs. 
ignore all the or, racist stuff and then <laughs> look at that one message it's, don't cancel me fringe it's fringe it's the new fringe but it's just tom holland and zendaya and, and Talon. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the three of them from spider-man but not just, not as their spider-man characters no no, no, no as, as like tom a holland character. zendaya <laughs> it's just them she's like tom holland we gotta go repair this hole in the space-time continuum and he's like yeah zendaya i understand we do this every week let me take this small frog out of my mouth and let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I fully believe that they could do a cool reboot of Fringe that didn't have any of the characters and perfectly fit it into the universe. If, and David, you will understand what I mean at some later point. If they uh, rebooted Fringe, would we have to stop the podcast? Like if they announced a reboot uh, of Fringe coming out next year. Uh, we would kill ourselves recording two episodes a week, one continuing this, and then one doing an episode-by-episode episode review of the new show. Oh, God. <laughs> well, so, David, demands. the problem is is we'd kill ourselves because we'd have to finish, likely, season five before then, because they'd most likely reference a bunch of bullshit in the show. That's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> Good thing that's never going to happen. Uh... Um, Anyhow, we incept, incept into Olivia's brain, and Peter mm -hmm. is immediately on the street in a nice-looking trench coat, and apparently pulls sunglasses out and went, I should wear these. So Yeah, it's cloudy out. This is the perfect time to wear these. So this is Olivia's <laughs> subconscious, right? So I assume uh, Peter and Walter both appear sort of as dressed as Olivia sort of subconsciously uh, sees them, which is why Peter's in a cool fucking trench coat. <laughs> Walter's in a very cozy sweater. Yeah, like that's yep. fitting, I well, think. And and they're both in the blues and blacks. <laughs> yep. Well, everyone is. Oh yeah. Hey, David, uh, aren't you happy that they still make these references for you? Uh, th listen, the blues and the blacks is like the first is the first sort of uh, weird fringe like, um, what's well, not even Easter egg, but like hidden sort of plot thread that I've caught that they've continued, and I'm very hyped about it. Um. Also, Inception came out in 2010, and this episode came yes. out in 2011. So, oh yeah, no, this is totally this is Inception. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, Walter's on top of a bus when they come in too. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. And then the bus starts to drive away. We cut to commercial. We cut back. Walter's complaining about Peter's grabbing his crotch to help him down off the bus. Um, and yeah, we're set in a weird sort of yeah Olivia universe. Um, that's also oddly um like you can tell that her subconscious but has been affected by the other side because i don't know if you guys noticed but there's a bunch of like propaganda posters in the background like be vortex aware and things that are very yeah. obviously references to the other side it's really well, cool the world trade center is still there too yes world trade center is still there like this, this is, is like yeah. a weird mashup of the other universe and our universe which is pretty cool and olivia's I, mind yeah which is why everyone's in blues and blacks it's so good. <laughs> they do actually discuss this as well, where Peter's like, well, why is everyone sort of dressed the same? And Walter's like, ah, it's a side effect of, of the Cotexafan trials. We, uh, when we were trying to make good old sleeper agents, so we implanted that into their minds. They had, to, they had to stay in the background, you know. And this was the best way to do it. Just, just wear very, like, you know, non-assuming colors. Yeah. Um... They, yeah, they, the two of them start walking around. They're like, we got to find Olivia to help guide her out, but we don't really know where we're going to find her. Um, they marvel at the World Trade Center, um, and all of a sudden they see some uh, s some flashing lights in one of the windows. 
Yeah. And Walter's like, hey, that's fucking Morse code. Um, Let me pull an, off this pudding worry, lid I know and this. talk to them. Yep. Uh, it's an SOS signal, so Walter flashes with his pudding cup. Uh, hey, who is it? Who needs our help? And they're like, oh my god, it's Olivia. She found us. Awesome. He, he flashes back ASL. <laughs> I mean, basically, who are you? Um, that is probably the fastest way to get back. Hey, who are you? Uh, <laughs> in Morse code, yeah, ASL. <laughs> Um, and they're like, sweet, she's in the World Trade Center. Um, that's probably in... Uh, do they know that's Massive Dynamics like headquarters or something? Uh, they probably have a decent idea. Yeah. Well, they, they started trying to walk towards the World Trade Center, but like they yeah. can't get any closer to it. Well, no, I think... Yes. I, I think so they, don't, don't they just well, yeah, also so get like, noticed? Hey, that's probably... Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. Like, they're like, all right, let's start going. Um, and they start walking, and they're walking for a while. Um, as evidenced by the cut. And then Peter's like, damn it, we haven't gotten any closer. And Walter's like, ah, they, she, she's keeping us away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, why, why are all these people staring at us? Wait, who's well, that no, man? Peter then, Peter then looks across the road and goes, oh shit, that's her stepdad. Does Peter notice that or does Walter notice that? Peter notices that. I think Peter notices that a man is staring at them. I don't think Peter knows that's her stepdad. I think Walter goes, oh, that's Walter Olivia's stepdad. Walter notices that it's her stepdad. Yeah. Because okay. Walter actually met him, as we saw in the last flashback episode. Like, oh, Peter wouldn't right. have any yeah, reference yeah. for who that is. That's fair. Yeah, no. We do cut um, back we also to have missed... reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's snap back to reality real quick. Snap back oh, to reality. The... Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> uh, yeah. Broyles is, like, watching Astrid make sure everyone's okay. And then um, he's like, hey, can you really transfer someone's brain to a computer? Because, like, that's super far out, man. And then he picks up a piece of licorice and was like, the spirals on this, they never seem to end. They're perfect. I understand why Walter enjoys this snack so much. <laughs> and Astrid's <laughs> like, did you touch those sugar cubes? And Bros is like, yeah, I thought it would clean up. And she's like, oh, no. I also have ate five of them. <laughs> have you ever done acid before? He's like, no. She's like, well, technically, yes, you have now. <laughs> Why don't you come and sit down with the other high people? So good. Uh, the look I'm of so, panic so on good. Astrid's face is so good in the scene. Astrid's like, ah, oh, shit, I thought I had another person to help me with these drug trips, but nope. <laughs> Maybe I should just get high and join everyone. Um, that would certainly be a response. Not the responsible <laughs> one, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, back in Olivia's mind, the, the mob of her subconscious is chasing them now. Full on a scene from Inception, right? Just yeah. the consciousness no, the entire, recognizing this, them as intruders and just all chasing them. The entire concept is straight out of Inception. But hey, they managed yeah. to get into a cab and uh, make their way to the World Trade Center after getting chased and by And Walter some... does some of the coolest driving of his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, they, uh, they get up to... Um, they get up into World Trade Center, and I think um, they go into the elevator lobby, and Nina's there. Well, they walk into yeah. the lobby of the building, and right away they walk into Nina, walk towards Nina, and they're like, ah, oh, Nina, um, you can help us, right? We think Olivia is hiding upstairs on one of the top floors of the building. Um, do you know where that is, or can you get us there? And Nina's like, oh, yes, I can help you. Yes, that, yes, I can. She's yes, probably Nina, Nina, this entirely felt help. like a D and D. This felt like this very much felt like one of your D and D plot hooks. Of just... 
<laughs> just an NPC showing up and be like, let me help you find the plot, idiots. Let me help you find the plot, but then also try and murder you once you've found the plot. <laughs> yeah, because um, she's like, oh, here, go into this totally real elevator. And just as the doors open, I guess you walk through without checking that it's an elevator because Walter almost falls down the shaft. Yep, Walter's too excited and goes to rush in and Peter grabs him, yeah. saving him from falling to his death. And Dina's like, guess I have to shove you the old-fashioned way. And Peter's like, guess I gotta do a reverse grip on this, like the old-fashioned way, and shoves her down the elevator pit. And she just screams. <laughs> um i thought it was also interesting as well that when nina is, is like activating the elevator like she's swiping the card they do like a really focused shot on her robot arm yeah which is i think because this is supposed to be based off of olivia's subconscious like that is the thing that stood out most <laughs> to olivia about i nina, mean is the fucking well, robot also, arm well also that was the that was the warning for peter yeah. um it's just <laughs> It just feels a little reductive of Nina's character. Just, in Olivia's mind, I'm like, fucking robot arm, bitch. <laughs> but hey, another elevator comes and they take it to the top floor. And oh, look, it's William Bell's office. Well, they knock on the door and it opens. And there is a fully animated, cel-shaded version of William Bell. Seemingly a point- workaround for the fact they couldn't get Leonard Nimoy on set. I yeah, I was like, how much you about this? It's like, oh shit, we gotta bring Leonard Nimoy back. Leonard Nimoy was like, I got things to do, guys. I was well, it's either so... things to do or he was too sick. So I think it's yeah. things to do, and also he was just he was he got pretty ill in his latest life, and he was pretty old as well by 2011. Yep. So I think it was a combination of him not being fit to like do an actual day of filming. Because this is yeah, this so is post Star Trek. This is post Star Trek one. Yeah. He died a couple of years after that. Yeah. He died in like 2016, 2017. Um, I'm looking 2015. 2015? So four years after this episode came out. So, yeah, it's. I mean, hey, they got him. They got him at least to like record his voice. Yeah, they got his voice. It's not not weird, Olivia um, Nimoy. (laughs) It's also, he's definitely like, he's definitely acting. Like, he's not phoning it in. He's definitely doing his best. Well, oh, yeah, he, no, it's great. He was doing voice acting around this time, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he was doing uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So he's, he's here, he's present, um, and he's whoa, a wait, weird David, CGI did, monster. David, did you just skip <laughs> over me offering to go into a tangent about Kingdom Hearts? We, we, we can't. We can't. I have a heart out of five. <laughs> Thank you. We can't Thank today. You, David. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I, I sat back and took a long sip of water there. <laughs> but don't you want to go over the plot implications nope, of, nope, of the nope, rhythm nope, game? Nope, 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 Dude, nope, did you nope, see nope, that the nope, mobile nope, game, nope, <laughs> like, nope, the mobile nope. game Kingdom Hearts Union uh, something finished right. recently? So, like they did so, their so final story update, this, and it has oh, massive Nemo scene. So that yeah, David it has can just cut massive. Out it has uh, massive <laughs> ramifications for the actual plot of the Kingdom Hearts. All right, guys, come on. I believe like in you. We got this. Nope. David. Like the David, entire David, backstory of the main David, villain is in that mobile David, game. David, you almost did it. You almost did it. I was so proud of you. <laughs> like, it's just all about his backstory and his motivations, and it's in a nope. shitty mobile game. All right. Oh, Anyways. Uh, 
they're st- Walter and Peter stare at uh, like CGI, CGI monster, CGI monster uh, William Bell, and they're like, "Why are you a cartoon?" And William Bell's as they walk into the room, and William Bell's like, "Well, I could ask you the same thing." And they look at each other, and oh my god, they're cartoons. They're all cartoons. Why did this happen? What is Olivia's subconscious trying to tell us? Honestly, though, what is the what is it trying to tell us? Because <laughs> they Dream don't logic. answer this; they just brush it aside with the "I could ask you the same thing," and they never discuss. Wait, why are we cartoons? So I'm assuming that this is the break in Olivia's mind of who's in control, um, because we notice when this break stops, David. Or, or. This is just because they couldn't get Leonard Nimoy on set. Well, no, that is definitely that is definitely the reason. But also, it's it's symbolism of the break in Olivia's mind is is William Bell's in control and the universe is. Changed. I guess uh, maybe this is how William Bell sees himself in his mind. <laughs> also, entirely well, and possible. Then they start to get on on a blimp, and <laughs> and then there's zombie doctors showing up. Aren't those Brandons? Are those they zombie are. Brandons? Yeah, I thought oh, they were yeah. all zombie Brandons. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So they, they're they like, okay, we got to go find Olivia. We Where would she feel safe? Um, where would she hide if she was here? Like, ah, Jacksonville. We got to go to Jacksonville. And then I think people start slamming at the door, which is why they rush out right away. Right? Yeah. Well, no, they make the... Yeah. Or, and there, or something, something yeah. like that happens. And Belle's like, oh, I know, the blimp. And they rush up to the roof where there's just a blimp. <laughs> like, um, we yep, do nope, see Burroughs have a bad merge trip. Of the two universes. Yes, we start to see Burroughs have a bad trip. Um, well, uh, and I'd also like to point out, so right after, when we get up onto the roof and we get the shot of the world around them, that shot is really, really cool. Yeah, uh, this has some really cool visuals. Um, yeah, because that well, that shot also has like the whole world in it. Like you've got the Eiffel Tower in one spot, um, you've got the Empire State Building, which is as expected. You've got mm-hmm. a full lake. Um, what else have we got? Oh fuck! What that? What that? What is that tower called? Uh, <laughs> Space Needle, CN Tower, Sears no, Building, Chrysler Building. No, it's 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 not a North American tower. Burge, uh, the Burge. I, my, I don't. I don't think it's the Burge. Well, the Burge wasn't built yet, I think, in 2011 as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no. The... Like, there's there's just, there's architecture from across the world in this mm-hmm. image. Um, oh. Which is super cool. Are you yeah, talking, you know which one I'm like, talking about, Charlie. The dildos all, like, stacked together? Yeah. Uh, oh. I just don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Is it, is but that anyways. in London? Oh, it's, it might be Is it London. the London Eye? No, that's yeah. a Ferris wheel. Um. Anyways, but yeah. Anyways, uh, zombie Brandons attack them. They manage to get up onto the zeppelin and they start to fly away. Um, and then we sort of cut back to the real world where Burroughs is starting to trip real bad. Um, Astrid comes with a tray and she's like, "Yeah, I know you said you only wanted water, but I thought it'd be best if you eat something as well. I can take it away if you don't want it, though." Um, just Astrid being a real good drug sherpa, like doing her best. Astrid is. Astrid is doing her best and has definitely already done this for Walter multiple times. <laughs> and uh, Broyles is just like, he's just like, oh man, I've seen death. Death saw me. It was me. me. <laughs> he knows where I am. He's coming for me. 
I'm going to is, die. This is the moment, like, if you've ever, like, been the sober one while someone has a bad trip, this is the moment where you go, ah, fuck. Like, oh man, I'm about to have a real bad time. Oh shit. I best record this for posterity. <laughs> well, this is also, like, definitely, um, yeah, the, the repressed seeing your own half, like, dead body. Oh, uh, 100% yeah. back to the surface. Yeah, literally seeing your dead body. Yeah, that, that's probably not good for his mental health. As maybe, maybe the LSD is helping him process some of that. It likely isn't, though, right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the Fringe writers may not have known this, but it appears hallucinogenic are very good for controlled therapy sessions. Keyword um, control. I would bet that the I would bet that the fringe writers were on that path because Walter seems very down with that. Isn't like, it like needs to be very controlled and also usually just microdosing? Is it is it full on like it's music? it's small doses. I the current ones I know of are small doses of magic mushrooms mm-hmm. in a controlled yep. space, and it's done wonders for PSD apparently. Yeah. Can, uh, can can we talk about microdosing and how stupid of a concept that is? Hey, some people swear they're more productive when they're microdosing oh, acid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. It probably is more productive. But the fact that people are in Silicon Valley, Valley are microdosing to be more productive, it just reeks of, like, trash oh, yeah. world to me. Like, it's so dystopian. <laughs> like, the, the idea that you need to, uh, like, take literally small amounts change of your mental state. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's horrifying. But... I must take small amounts of drugs every hour to, in order to be more productive for my company. <laughs> like, yeah. in, in order so that I can sleep to do this again tomorrow. Yep. It's, it's scary. The world's scary. The world sucks. Quit your job. Make money some way. Just enjoy life. Fuck money. Uh, anyway. Um, um, fuck anyways, money, yeah. They're in the Zeppelin now. They're flying to Jacksonville. Um, and then, uh, something happens in the Zeppelin while, uh, Walter and, uh, William Bell are, like, making small talk. They're discussing, um, things in the control room. Uh, Walter's like, I don't know how I was able to do anything without you. I, like, we were the best when working together. Um, like, basically, like, all of this fringe stuff has been really hard on me by working solo. And Bell's like, I don't think you do need me anymore. Cause, like, back when we were working together, the best thing we did to each other was keep each other humble. But you have your own the humility now. Because uh, I took out pieces of your brain. <laughs> because I, I took out the pieces of your brain that were shit. Because I, I literally removed you. your I removed your ego physically from your brain. <laughs> uh, I, William Bell, made sure that I left my mark on you so that you never needed me again. <laughs> <laughs> so I could fuck off. Um and then they notice the fuel gauge on the Zeppelin go way down. They're like, oh no, what happened? Peter comes in. What was that noise? Oh no, something happened to the fuel gauge. So Peter goes to investigate and then just gets attacked by a random dude. On the yeah, Zeppelin. goes down to the engine room, sees that it's chained from the outside with the key beside and goes, yeah, this is probably a good idea to open. Uh, and opens up, the, uh, opens up the engine room and gets immediately attacked by a dude. Uh, a dude with a flare gun going, hey, you don't want to get shot with a flare gun. <laughs> God. I'm not going to lie. When I first heard this, I like when I first watched this, I didn't hear flare gun. I heard fear gun. And I was like, oh, yeah, dream logic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fear gun. I'm excited for the fridge for the fridge team to more discover what a fear gun is. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if a fear gun comes up in a later episode. We have bullet gun, we have science gun, now we have fear gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever Scarecrow's weird gas is in the Batman <laughs> series. Well, no, I like to think that Fear Gun just, you know, shoots whatever is needed at the time. So there, it was it needed to shoot a hole in the side of the things. Oh, man, a great fringe, like, comic book crossover would just be them fighting, like, them tracking down a serial killer who's obsessed with comics and is doing fringe science to, like, make comics come true. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, a man <laughs> dies of spider bite, but has yeah. trace amounts of radiation all over it. They, uh... <laughs> they track him down. He's just in a bat cave. <laughs> Dead um, butler in the corner. <laughs> there's just a whole bunch uh, of weirdly they, colored glass rings. They found out. They found him because they learned that he murdered his parents several years earlier. Yeah. Um. I mean, this sounds more like a case of criminal mind. Yeah, but the I'd fringe. Still watch is, it. The fringe is where you could get like actual some of the superpowers working, right? So you could have yeah. the weird fringe things. But like horribly. Yeah. Dude gets bit by a radioactive spider. Dude gets bit by a radioactive spider and just grows extra eyes and arms like burst out of his oh, back God. and he dies. There we go. There we there go. We there go. we're on fringe. He gets kryptonite <laughs> working, it. but it's just on humans. It just gives them cancer <laughs> super quickly. Um yeah. Where where are we in the episode? Oh right, they're fighting. Um, the fear gun is shot as Walter comes down. Yeah. Um, and the blimp has been uh, has been punctured, and Walter gets sucked um, out. Walter gets sucked out along with the mystery man who's grabbed the only parachute. Mm -hmm. uh, Walter hits the ground and then wakes up. And He's in totally a fine. mad panic because he just fell out fell out of a zeppelin. Because fortunately, in here, when you die in the dream, you don't die in real life. <laughs> Unlike every fucking everything else ever. I don't think in Inception, <laughs> if you died, you died in real life, right? Unless you I were don't think Inception really... did it, but... No, Inception, you, you Inception up, did yeah. it for the end, because there were so many layers deep, and obviously Nightmare on Elm. Yeah. Um, what, what's happening, Wait, right? So Astrid rushes um, over Walter to... Wakes up. Yeah, Astrid rushes yeah. over to Walter to calm him down, and Walter's like, oh no... Uh, I guess uh, there's no much. There's not time for me to go back in. So Peter and Belle are gonna have to find Olivia. And we cut back into um, our cartoon universe where Peter has tied the blimp to a streetlight in uh, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they discuss which way to go at this point. And William Bell's like, "All right, it's this way to the uh, to the daycare." Uh, to the daycare. And Peter's like, you dumb fucking idiot. She needs to feel safe. That's not where she feels safe. That is the opposite of where she would want to go here. We need to go this way. And then Nimoy's like, but that's not the same way you pointed. I was like, yeah, but you wanted to ride a motorcycle. So let's go get that motorcycle. <laughs> so here's a motorcycle for us to steal. Um, and yeah, we cut back out to... God, this scene. We cut back out to um, Walter completely fine, because LSD doesn't really affect him once he's outside of this dream state, as we've learned. Um, helping Astrid and trying to get the uh, computer working, and he breaks um, a vacuum tube, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, and he's like, that's the only one we had? Oh man, that sucks so much. Meanwhile, Bro is just staring at them and waving at the pretty bird that appeared. Animated and bird that landed on Walter's shoulder. <laughs> And he whistles, <laughs> and then Astrid and Walter both look up, and he just, just smiles. And they're like, oh, man. Smiles guy, and waves. That guy's fucking high. 
I really love that Walter doesn't question any of it. Walter's just like, all right, cool. This is happening. Um, away we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, they figure the... out a suitable alternative for the vacuum tube and get about to... Astrid gets about to making it, really. Uh, yeah. We cut back to the cartoon universe and the motorcycle has with Peter and uh, William Bell have... They've arrived at the, the military base, which... Is just a couple of buildings, a couple of palm trees, and then endless horizon. Yep. And they come up on a hill, and it's just the same house over and over and over. Which I think is accurate for uh, military housing, to be fair. I mean, that's it's probably accurate not quite for that expansive, though. Yeah. Um. Th- uh. They discuss that. Okay, we know that. Um. The uh, door was painted red because Olivia's uh, birth father. Did it, um, apparently... He it, got... was, it was her stepdad. Was it? I thought they said uh, original nope, father or something. Was... Nope, it was her stepdad. So her stepdad, no, no, it's birth uh, father. It, was right. it says here on the uh, summary, birth father. Birth father. Huh. Birth father. I swear I heard stepfather. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, painted by a red door. Yeah, because this is the, her happy place, yeah. so I think it's her original like, oh, family. Okay. Even even on Fringepedia, Peter remembers Olivia oh, yeah, saying that her real dad painted the house's door, which, like, mm-hmm. is okay. he Jewish? yeah. Um, but apparently he got yeah. into trouble with it because it was, wasn't regulation but he was ranked high enough that they couldn't do anything to him when he gets the HOA way. and he went fuck you <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start looking for it and then here Peter goes man what if I was wrong what if she's not here and Bella's like well, we should have thought of that when we got off the Zeppelin dumbass should have thought of this back in the Zeppelin when we were in New York and could have went literally anywhere <laughs> um but As luckily, storm clouds start forming in the background. Yeah, but luckily they find the red painted door. They open it up, and Olivia's there, and not animated, <laughs> just normal human. And Peter steps in; he becomes normal human, and they like hold each other, like, "Oh, I'm so glad you found me." Blah 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 blah. And uh, Peter, this time, uh, unlike the last time, recognizes that this isn't Olivia. <gasps> he fucking learned. I, I guess, which again, I feel like Peter's getting way too much flack for not recognizing Peter, that, that was Olivia the first time. Like, Peter, this is Peter's, Peter's emotions and everything that went with that, as we've talked about, was very much that. That entire thing was so fucked for Peter. This is not Peter's fault. Peter is the victim in this scenario. He Peter should not be getting very much so the much, victim. He should not be getting so much flack for not recognizing Olivia. Like, uh, but um. Uh, He's like, you're not Olivia. I know this. Like, you're not her. And um, there's a family. There's Olivia as a young child with her mom and mm-hmm. stepdad sitting at a table in yep. the background, too. And young Olivia gets up and is just like, oh, you, you knew. I knew that the real Peter would, would be able to tell that that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, Which, again, oh, what the fuck, oh, Fringe? Leave Peter alone. Oh. <laughs> there's so much, so like, like, so much passive so like, shade being thrown at Peter right now. <laughs> So, so question, does this entire plot point, like, get brought up at all in 2021? Like, is, is this very much, like, a product of its time, and there's, like, no way that you can have this sort of plot point in 2021? I think <laughs> this, this plot point would get torn to shreds in today's political environment, because it's just so much victim-blaming on Peter. Yeah, like, I also I, I'm don't pretty sure think... this entire feel would have been a way more Peter going, oh god, what happened to me? And that would have been so much more of this season. Yeah. Would have been a lot more focus on Peter's like trauma through this, yeah. This trope has also been run through so many times by yeah. now. Yeah. 
like it it is tired and it is boring now so i don't even know if it gets written into an episode like so far the mcu hasn't done a single thing about it which means like the writing on that's usually pretty decent for keeping away of well-worn but yeah i don't Uh, i can't remember a show in recent memory doing a oh you should have known the imposter was an imposter Mm -hmm. just wait for the among us tv Oh God! Don't don't. Why do you have that. to put that out there? You know Disney is listening to this. <laughs> oh yeah. What, Why would they bring what, back Fringe when they okay. could instead make an Among Us? Uh... I don't think Disney would make the Among Us. I think DreamWorks would make the Among Us movie, <laughs> and they would all secretly be minions. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, post-credit no. scene where one of them comes out of the suit, and it's just and a it's just oh, like no. yeah, and it's just them going banana. <laughs> Oh no, it's so much worse. It's so much more cursed now. I mean, this does also imply that you have this really cool artistic horror movie where no one talks during the whole thing. Oh, you of course can't not. have that no. giveaway. They would 100% be discussing just in their weird voice, like during the uh, call scenes. It'd be them yelling. It would not be a cool movie. It'd be like a PG-13 comedy. Like... By oh, DreamWorks, the movie oh, pro- so the terrible. movie picture is just one of the Among Us guys doing their weird DreamWorks face. <laughs> <laughs> they add eyebrows to, the, to them just to do it. Um, but anyways, um, um, the real Olivia uh, grabs Peter's hand, and the scene around them shifts to oh my Christmas God. Day. A hundred percent, the movie trailers would be like, "You're sus if you don't see this movie." Oh my God! Oh, no, it'd be terrible. Uh, <laughs> This holiday season, get ready for an emergency meeting. <laughs> Find out right. this, this winter if you're sus. <laughs> oh no. A crew must um, decide who to eject and who to know. keep safe. And then it's just know. it's just trail it's just it's just names of comedians for like two yeah. minutes. It's but, just but, the different Sarah Silverman, <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> just two but, minutes of names. Amy Poehler. <laughs> but can we also have it where instead of Kate this movie McKinnon. coming out at Christmas, it comes out it comes out in June so that they can have the pride flag with an additional color that then goes and murders another one of the colors, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> That is how they. That is how they pander. No, no, no. They oh have they have white be the imposter, so they can have all these clickbait articles being like the Amogus movie is racist, <laughs> and the Amogus movie is is woke, and here's why we need it right now. If you don't see Amogus, you're not an ally. Yeah, no. White kills black at the start. Uh. Oh my god! <laughs> it's Captain Marvel all over again. Also, she's in the movie. <laughs> White nationalists are trying to get the Amogus movie canceled. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has stopped reviews for the Amogus movie. Okay, guys. All right. I'm, I'm glad that we have developed an entire terrible movie concept. Hey, and the tweet, world surrounding Tweet us it. at Forsap your cast for the Amogus movie. <laughs> Okay. All right. Ooh. Okay. 
TM, TM, copyright, force them. <laughs> All right. Are, are we good? Are we good? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Olivia's right. stepdad is then like, aha, you found the real Olivia. Time to beat you all. Yeah, it's also the the whole like Christmas thing is kind of terrifying, and you know who knows if that's ever get, if that ever gets brought up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, the a storm is coming, and they all start running away, and um, Peter is running with like young Olivia, and then some military uh, truck shows up, and one of them hits Peter, and he wakes up super violently, and you're like, oh yeah, shit, I I've had dreams like that. That is terrifying <laughs> you tried to break one of your girlfriend's arm once yeah that was fun <laughs> bad charlie bad <laughs> i didn't actually break it though in my defense i just had a very vivid dream of break- breaking somebody's arm and she just happened to have an arm nearby <laughs> that's <laughs> but uh so yeah uh they're all back to animated as well during this entire scene where they're running. Yes. Um, and William Pe- Bell's back. <laughs> Peter wakes up and Walter's like, oh god, I guess we just gotta hope for Bell to do this. Yep. And there's nothing they can do and we cut back and Bell and uh, young Olivia are running um, and they're about to get caught and then Olivia's like, no, fuck this noise. I'm not afraid anymore. And she puts her hand yeah. up and she elevens them and they all stop. I'm sorry. Why is that called Elevens? Her that's Neoing. Neo did it first. Yeah, but it's because she's a young child, so it's Eleven. Um, oh. and they all stop, and Bell's like, "Ah, I see, my experiment worked." It um, was actually supposed to be a safe place. You're just a terrible person when it comes to your subconscious, <laughs> Olivia. Was well, just like this is your greatest weakness is you being afraid. Oh, you were afraid of yourself. And she's like, yeah, I thought fear was the entire thing that made my power work. What the fuck are we doing here? Am I powerless now? (laughs) You literally (laughs) tortured me as a child to make me afraid. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you I don't know if you remember Walter sending you lab notes saying, yeah, no, we have to keep her with her abusive stepdad because that's that for us to simulate that kind of fear will take years. Yeah, and so the storm's coming, and William Bell's like, okay, cool, time for me to go and you to go back. Tell Walter that the dog wouldn't hunt. And she's like, don't be cryptic. For once in your goddamn life, just be straight with me. Hey, you know what William Bell doesn't, though? He doesn't ring a bell here. He doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't go, the dog won't hunt, and a giant gong appears behind him. (laughs) The dog (laughs) won't hunt. Ding. Uh, that would be the true inception. Shit. He's like, "Yep, I have soul magneted myself to your con- your subconscious now. Now uh, I just live here. <laughs> we're two layers deep now." But yeah, uh, uh, Olivia returns as the only consciousness in her body and tells um, Walter the message because unfortunately, uh, the whole brain emulation put William Bell in a computer plan didn't work because I guess they were writing him to a single disc. And that just has no data on it. So, like, I feel like you need some sort of, like, framework on there. <laughs> you know, not how well, I would have set it did up. Did they just put, like, a blank CD in and hope? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this will be William Bell. As, well, that's as what it says. A CD, it's like... As they hold up a CD and they're like, whoa, whoa, that's not big enough. Walter's like, don't worry, it's a blue. 
They're like the data disk is empty. I'm like, doesn't the human brain store like petabytes of information? It's not even a Blu-ray. It's a high definition DVD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Walter is is super devastated. But he hears the message. He's like, he knew he worked. The dog yeah. wouldn't hunt. Means the experiment wouldn't work. So he goes and sits down. And Astrid's like, I know what'll cheer him up. Why don't you watch Zoom on my Sprint tablet? I was so confused when Astrid was like, hey, I installed Zoom. And I was like, wait, how? who is he, he going to call? How is this going to yeah. help? How is he going to call William <laughs> Bell over Zoom? Uh, <laughs> what is Zoom the movie? Yeah, I think it's a movie. <laughs> Just, I'm it is so a, confused. Is it a 2006? Stars Tim Allen? What the fuck is it's, this movie? I think it's something that he promised to watch with Belle once they were all done, so he was very upset. Hey, it's on Netflix. We can, uh... <laughs> sure, that'll be our special episode for the end of the season. Oh, we'll no. watch Zoom. And... Hey, it also stars Kate Mara as, like, a kind of telekinetic, except she doesn't have on a horrible platinum blonde wig. <laughs> hey David, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for Zoom the movie? I assume around a forty percent. Uh, nope. Oh. High or low? It, um, try low. dividing that number by ten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I hope you all are excited for season three special episode of Forsaf where we watch Zoom live and record it. Oh. Oh no. It for does the Zoom start watch along party. Oh no. <laughs> um but yeah, oh, yeah we... Walter very sadly starts to watch Zoom on his cool sprint tablet. <laughs> um and Astra's like, I could watch it with you if you want, I guess. I mean I saw the ratings for it on Rotten Tomatoes and I really don't want to, but I will. It got review review bombed by white nationalists. I hear it's actually <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> No, this was 2011. I don't think the review bombing was as big of an issue yet. It was, because, you know, the, the far right's big on cancel culture, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, so let's Anyhow, get to the final scene of the episode, damn it. <laughs> Peter, uh. Peter goes to Olivia's apartment, and she's like, oh, hey, um, the strange, that strange dream I had made me, un- made me unafraid to move forward, and Peter's like, for the last time. That wasn't a strange dream. We went into your brain. That was real, I guess. Or as real as anything. You know, do, <laughs> do you remember uh, Deathly Horror Cruxes when Dumbledore says all of that? Deathly yeah. Horror Cruxes? <laughs> Deathly Hollow? <laughs> Deathly Horror Cruxes. And you pretend to be a late 90s kid. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, we can't, we can't be into Harry Potter anymore anyways. So... <laughs> Wow, David, you referenced Harry Potter. Are you a turf? <laughs> oh, God. So upsetting. <laughs> Are you going right, to write guys, a book we... where a trans woman is the murderer? <laughs> All right, guys. We're almost there. <laughs> no, we must talk about this for an hour now. <laughs> no. Anyhow, <laughs> Olivia's been sketching something, and it's a picture of the dude who attacked them in the Zeppelin with his fear gun, and he's got like a cross on his shirt. And Peter's like, who is this? And she's like, I don't know, but like, I think it's the dude that's going to kill me, munch, munch, munch on toast. <laughs> Which is such a nonchalant way to say this. It's yeah. so crazy. Well, it's okay, because Olivia's sketched him now, so now she can go and murder him. Yep. Uh, 
You can't kill me if I kill you first. I'm Olivia Dunham. I only bring one bullet to the party because that's all I need. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's the episode. It ends on that weird cliffhanger. Um, the Observer is in the hospital when they rush Olivia to the emergency room and the glyphs spell out fears, which like, yeah, Ooh, it's not exactly cryptic. Oh, can I do the Observer? I, I, I know where the Observer was this episode. You mean the Observer okay. I literally just mentioned? Oh, fuck. I did not hear you. <laughs> oh, Nick, well. I said the Observer, right? I'm not blacking out. I don't remember it, but I was also <laughs> looking at the previously on at the time. So I The Observer that, so. walks past the hospital desk while Olivia's rushed through the emergency room. Uh, I'm upset that the Observer isn't in Olivia's subconscious. Yeah, uh, I'm upset they didn't make him like a cartoon in the mob. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, that would have been cool. It also would have made zero fringe sense, so I know why they didn't do it, but it would have been cool. I mean, it's Olivia's subconscious. She knows about the observers. She could have weird thoughts about them. Yeah, I think the fair. last time they personally interacted, like they beat up Peter or something, right? Maybe. Um, but yeah. Hey, David, you, you ready for this? Uh... Next episode God, clue? He... Oh, the, was the next episode one's... clue when Olivia goes, <laughs> when Olivia shows up and is like, hey, help me? Is that the next episode uh... clue? This one's no, actually this one, kind of okay, but also one, really this shit. One's actually, yeah, this one's both decent and shit at the same time. What is it? So, so if you remember back to the last episode when Olivia was giving birth, um, you know, normal things Fo, to be saying. Fo Olivia was giving birth. Oh yes, yes, yes Fo Olivia. Yeah. Fo Olivia was giving birth. Um, when she is running away, um, from her captors initially, and like sort of like makes her way through that like horror scene that's happening. Um, if you look at one of the signs, um, that is around in there, there is that animated red bird that we saw, um, ah. in, uh, Broyles's acid trip. Okay. I will accept this. I will accept See, that one. And it I looks hate it so it, out of place. It does it not, it's it, not a yeah. clue. It's not a it's, clue. It's just a it's, reference. It's, it's but, a next episode mm -hmm. Easter egg. But at the very, very least, this reeks of preparation. Like they had to, <laughs> they had to at least prep this or like they were like thinking of a bird to use in this scene and like, oh, there was a bird yeah. in that. Like that at least this is actually a clear effort by their, by the fringe team to include like, at something. At least, at least change the signage. So like the birds, the mascot for some company that's called like LSD. I, I am fine with this. I am fine with this one after some real terrible ones. That's, that's fair. <laughs> There's been some good ones in season three. There's also been some really bad ones. There's also just uh, been none, and we've made ones up. <laughs> oh, those are the best ones, though. Uh, um, episode yeah. ratings. Episode ratings. What did you uh, guys do, think uh, about Charlie, this episode? Charlie, start us off. Uh, this is a pretty okay episode. The, mm -hmm. the cartoony stuff, I don't know if it's aged well. I don't know if it no. aged well when it came out. No, this is like some PS2 era style graphics. Like it's not, it's not bad, and they get the likenesses of all the characters really, really well. Like you don't have to be like, is that Peter? Is that Walter? It is. It's fairly it is distinct. way better than some of the other ones that I've seen from this time period, where it's normally live action and they decide to do one animated. Well, um, it looks so. super. It looks super mocapped as well. Just even Rodoed, maybe, or maybe even Rodoed. Yeah, just because I was noticing like. When Bell was talking, like his chest would like 
expand or like he was breathing yeah. like there was actual expansion of chest there which is not usually something you get if you just like stick 3d models into something so probably rotoscoped rotoscoping yeah, then, is actually probably the easiest thing for them to do to get this because then they just have style. a stand-in for leonard nimoy and then just replace the head later yeah it, it's okay um for a regular fringe episode this is probably sitting right around a three for an episode 19 mm-hmm. this is like a 4.5 Really? Because it's it's super weird, and they I'm get Broyles high weird. on LSD, and the cartoony stuff is is fun once you get past it. I'm. It's not cut. an episode that does a whole lot. It resolves the William Bell thing, which only lasted three episodes. But I'm kind of the opposite. I think as a general episode, this is like a three point five for me. Like I actually quite like this episode from its like story standpoint and what where it is in the plot, because this is like a major development for Olivia's character, and it, this is sort of the I think at, at least at this point, the closing circle on William Bell's story, we, he'll probably show back up. He's probably like, oh, I stored a backup of my mind um, or some bullshit. Um, so he'll probably come back. Um, but from a story perspective, at least currently, I think this is a nice sort of plot episode. Um, this also directly ties into more about what's going to happen later on. It gives a little plot hooks for who is this like guy with a neck shirt? How is he going to kill Olivia? How does Olivia know that this is the man who's going to kill her? So, yeah, like a 3.5. As an episode 19, though, I am solely disappointed compared to last episode 19. Like, this is to like... Be fair, a... last episode 19 is hard to top. Yeah, uh... this is like a 1 for me if we're comparing it to the last episode 19 <laughs> only and how crazy it was. Because it really wasn't that fucking crazy. That's fair. Yeah, no. Um, I am probably, like, I'm actually, I'm going to call this a four, and that's a little bit of nostalgia. Um, mainly because, to the best of my knowledge, this is the first episode that I watched on TV. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what a weird time to jump into this show. To, to the best of my knowledge, this is the first full episode that I watched. Show. Had you seen uh, any of Fringe before this? Like, I had or is this seen, just? I had seen all of the ads for Fringe, but my parents were <laughs> like, "Nah, you don't get to watch this." Uh, and this is the episode you jumped in. Oh, jeez! And you decided to so, stick with it. I, it was fun. Um, it was weird as fuck, but it was fun. Uh, so there's there's definitely nostalgia kicking in for me off of that because yeah, no, I specifically like. This the 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 weird like CG um like animation and all of that like that stuck out to me and I was like I remember this episode um and I'm pretty sure that this was the first one that I saw from season three so I caught season three this episode and then the finale um, <laughs> and then and then it's important to note and we'll get to this they then said that Fringe was canceled after season three. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I guess I'm done Fringe. Yeah, it was great. I watched those like three to four episodes and I was like, oh, wow, I guess Fringe is dead now. Uh, <laughs> and then they brought it back for season four. What a time to jump into Fringe. Um, So that definitely catches it. In terms of like actual episode things, like, yeah, no, it's lower. But no, I, I enjoyed this episode and I will likely come back to this every time purely because of nostalgia and things. So I'm giving this one a four, uh, even right. if it doesn't wholly deserve it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, any fun facts, David? Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, they did use a stand-in for Nimoy for the animation because yeah. he could not fly from Vancouver from uh, Los from LA to Vancouver. Um, 
which is fair. Um, so for the animation... He, he was actually in fine health. They were like, Leonard, do you want to play it? He went, <laughs> fuck you. Um, so for some of the animation, it was hand-painted scenes projected onto 3D plates, which they then used in the animation software. Um, they cite... So the um, writers cite Sgt. Pepper's Only Heart Club and Walt of Bashir as their main influences for like the animation style of this episode. Okay. Which I can say. Right. Uh, yeah. I've got one I've got one other interesting fact. Um do, do you guys notice something was missing in this episode? What was missing on this episode? Um no word art. Uh-huh. This was the first episode um in the series to not have the floating word art at any point in the episode. Oh. Yeah. Wait, also a fourth season of Fringe was announced on March 25th, 2011. There was time where they were pretty okay. sure that it wasn't going <laughs> to To celebrate this, Fox began a promotion the day uh, this episode aired, lasting four weeks until the season finale. Fans of the series were given the opportunity to win unique replicas of certain Fringe props. Hmm, sounds like Nick's oh, story cool. is bullshit. Yeah. It might be. I had been told... I, I thought I'd been told at the time, by the way, this is the end of Fringe. I oh. guess I was wrong. Oh, also, it's Zoom. The Zoom. The, what Astro downloads was not Zoom the movie, but Zoom, a half-hour educational television show that originally aired on PBS. Hey, okay, cool. We'll watch one or two episodes of that. That sounds better. Oh, right? no, oh, we're, we're watching we're, the we're shitty with the movie. movie. <laughs> we're sticking with no. the movie. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's everything covered. Yep. Yeah. Take yeah. us out. You got this, Charlie. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this rambly mess, as per usual. Actually, this one was pretty on topic. Never mind. If you want to hear David and I talk more about Kingdom Hearts Kai, the mobile game, uh, then <laughs> and the stay tuned. And the implications it has for Xehanort's <laughs> background. <laughs> oh, Aqua got norted. <laughs> Xehanort and Ansem's amazing backstory and the entire (laughs) explanation of it, which is in the fucking mobile game. (laughs) Charlie, we are in a sacred part of the episode. (laughs) Hey, Final Fantasy VII fans, are you nervous yet? Have you realized who is running your remake? (laughs) Well, they already got it. They already got a glimpse of this with the FF7 intrograde shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, if you want to see more, you can catch us on any podcast service available. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I don't know if those are different things now. Uh, Google Play, uh, our home at Podbean, Spotify, any place podcasts are. Send your friends a link, bombard them, spam them, get them to not talk to you because you're recommending this show so much. Uh, you can tweet at us and say, hey, my friends stopped talking to me. My family has abandoned me. And we'll console you at forstaff at twitter.com. I don't know why I said at twitter.com. Just for, at forstaff on Twitter. You can Twitter. email us if you website. have, if you want to like dox David, I'll email you his personal information. We have Wait, to what? email at forstaff at gmail.com. That's my latest promise. If you ask for it, I will dox David. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? David if you ask, let that happen, if you ask but... politely, I'll dox Nick. <laughs> you can send him puppies. <laughs> <laughs> No, not like this. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening and catch us on the next one. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.